Looks like the Atlanta Hawks are pretty close to hiring their next head coach, who is mm. absolutely going to be the head coach this season. Mm. This is not a, hey, wait it out thing. This is, you're hired, you get the job. I, I and no, I can't remember who they named as the interim coach. I, I my apologies I for that. You're Joe Prunty. J, thank you, expert like expert of uh, uh, interim coaches. There uh, he is. That's right, Jesse, right there. He's on top of it, um, I feel like they didn't even get to that. Like it was McMillan is um, fired and you know extensive search, and then I get tweets. No, they named morning. an interim coach. Yeah, I know they did. I was just saying it didn't feel like it, it was like yeah, it, extensive it, it, search, and hey, but, we're but, close to hiring but, Quinn Snyder. But they used it's the very little we're used to like interim uh, Joe Mazzola. We're used to interim. Jacques Vaughn, where you forget, and it's like, isn't that the head coach? No, yeah. because Woj just put out a tweet saying, hey, the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> Jacques Vaughn, the guy who's <laughs> been coaching them for the last several months. This is like, no, nah, dude, you're the inter- You're going to run practice for three days mm-hmm. until Quinn Schneider can get here. Now, you raised your eyebrows when I said, it looks like the Atlanta Hawks may have found their next head coach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this conversation was started before Nate McMillan got his termination papers. Absolutely. And they knew, hey, y'all remember the Chris Finch situation? Mm. It, it, Chris Finch, right? Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Let's at least wait a couple of days yeah. before we, why, rather than waiting 27 minutes yeah. before hiring him. What uh, what was the situation that um, Rick Carlisle was all up in arms about? Is he going to be up in arms about this one? I think it was. Was it the Chris Finch situation? I think I, it, I, Rick Carlisle, I believe, is the was it David president. Blatt? No, somebody else was. I think Stan Van Stan Gundy Van. was upset about David Blatt. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, but what, what, Rick, it was Chris Finch. Chris Finch, yeah. So because I think Rick Carlisle is the president of the coaches yeah. association. Yeah. Um, well. But the, 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 <laughs> you give the impression of. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, Charles Lee. Did they talk to Charles Lee? I don't. I, feel like I mean, I heard Jordy Fernandez's name, bro. I'm like, yeah. hey, chill. Who did we chill. clear this with? <laughs> I do not get permission. Uh, like, like the Atlanta Hawks reached out to Mike Brown. Hey, can we talk to Jordy Fernandez? <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll be like, uh, get your ass out of here. You can't talk we'll, to Jordy we'll Fernandez. Be like uh, Chappelle when he has the money. And then he, Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's how we with Jordy. You, know, you can't, you can't have Jordy. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, and and then there was a, there was even a tweet, and I, someone brought this up in the chat, and I, and I meant to bring it to the show yesterday, but we all know what happened yesterday, and it popped up in a, in a tweet about Ime Odoka, mm. which I thought, okay, this is, this is interesting, given the fact that. We we both interpreted Woj's original report to mean the Hawks are going to hire someone immediately to coach the team immediately. Mm-hmm. This is not going to stretch. They're not going to wait. This isn't going to be a Derek Carr free agency. Oh, they're they're going to find the head coach and they're they're going to hire him now. And the, that coach is going to start coaching now. And so I thought, well, that's interesting because they just they, there was the Ime Odoka thing where like Ime Odoka is uh, allegedly a candidate for this. Didn't didn't the NBA allegedly off the record step in during the Brooklyn Nets situation? Allegedly. Now it's whether you choose to believe that or not. Whether oh. whether the Brooklyn Nets were actually gonna hide because Woj was all 
Woj pushed his <laughs> chips to the center of the table and said, Ime Odoka is going to be the next, or it might have been Shams. I, I, I don't remember which yeah. one. Ime Odoka is going to be the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And then he wasn't. Yeah. Um, so I, it, 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 the story is Quinn Schneider looks like he's going to be, and boy, Quinn Schneider, I don't, I, I, he's not a, he's not different than Nate McMillan. No. Like those, that's, those are both tough coaches who are going to push players. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what Trey, this is starting to look funny a little bit on Trey Young. I don't, I don't know what he's looking for in a head coach, but yeah. he's not going to get coddled by Quinn Schneider. And, and it makes me wonder, you know, what, what's really the deal with, with Trey Young? He's, he's, for better or for worse, right or wrong, he's gonna have, he's wearing this one with Nate McMillan, um, getting labeled a coach killer and all this other stuff. I think we both said it's it's still a little, a little premature. It's, that's a tough label. To yeah, put on I, I don't want to put that on him, but I mean, he's gonna have to wear it. And if somebody like Quinn Snyder comes in, like, what's the deal with Trey? Like, is he a better teammate or somebody to coach um, than we realize? Because, like you said, it's not like he's he got rid of Nate McMillan and got somebody completely different in there. Yeah. It's the same type of guy. So, is, are we? Sh- we're not sure. I'll answer the question. We're not sure that it's Trey Young who's getting these guys fired or is having a problem with them. We're all kind of assuming maybe it's not Trey Young at all. I, d- I don't believe that it is. Um, I don't know how to. I don't know how to word this properly, so I should have just shut my stupid mouth. Too late. I don't think that he is. I just don't. I, he ain't fighting for nobody. And I think you brought that, that up yesterday. Say, yeah, yeah. He's not. He, he's not saying, "Hey, don't do." He's this. He's not seeing the tweet from Rolge and calling the GM, going, "Hey, what the hell is this?" Right. And Soren, I mean, this, this is, this is. I, I know exactly what Soren is saying when he messages this on YouTube.com/slash ESPN1320. It's a great way to interact with the show. Uh, text lines are old and played. Uh, <laughs> Trey's not looking for a head coach, mm. and, and I know, I know exactly what Soren means by that. And I don't know if there's any validity to it, but I think Nate McMillan is a hell of a coach. I think so too. It sounded like there was a lot of noise around Lloyd Pierce. Mm. Um, Uncle Phil. I, I don't know. New Uncle Phil. New Uncle Phil. Um, but I think Nate McMillan is a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I think that was a bad firing. Quinn Schneider's a great coach, no no doubt about it. I just firing Nate McMillan feels like a bad look to me. And, and sometimes and maybe maybe I'm just kind of I'm you know, stalling out Trey Young for no apparent reason right now. Um just trying to be fair and give every opportunity. There are good coaches, great coaches who just don't mesh with players. And that doesn't mean the player is bad or selfish or anything like that. Their style may not work with that player's style and vice versa. The player's style may not work for what the coach is trying to do or whatever, and they, they're not on the same page. That doesn't mean Trey Young is a bad player or a bad teammate or you know uncoachable. That doesn't mean Nate McMillan is a bad coach or couldn't reach Trey – just didn't work. Maybe maybe that's all it was. Not necessarily, you know, Trey is a problem. I'm I'm trying to think back. I haven't heard I haven't heard much about Trey in his whole basketball career about nobody wanting not wanting to play with him or coach him or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't there know was the, I don't know if there, he is or not, but there was that and I think most of this stems from the report earlier this season that mm-hmm. Nate and Trey were at odds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and given the fact that we already saw Lloyd Pierce fired, you, 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 we start to add things up ourselves. Again, it may not add up. There may be another variable in here that we're not accounting for. Here's a, and I know this is a stretch, but hear me out on this. You, 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 you fire coaches when things aren't going well for the team. Now, now again, hear me out because I understand this is a reach on my part. Maybe Atlanta's not good. Maybe their roster was constructed poorly. Maybe some of these signings that they made several years ago that they paid far too much for when they were trying to acquire all of these shooters and Kevin Herter was already there, mm. maybe that strategy didn't work. Yeah. Maybe you fell into that playoff run that you had a couple of years ago. Regular season's boring. Maybe this roster is the issue. Maybe it's not Trey Young or his attitude. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not the head coach. Maybe it's the general manager and the way this roster was put together. Just, I know it's a stretch. Maybe it's the fact you have a player on your roster you've tried to trade (laughs) since the second you signed him. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm reaching. Which is a little crazy. It's a little wild because that roster, man, they got a bunch of talent on that But it doesn't make sense. To me, the – the roster never made sense. That team, I wasn't dumb enough to say it. That team in the conference, it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't get this team. I don't get it. I didn't like them then. I was refuting them. Every series they won, they're going to lose the next one. They're going to lose the next series. Yeah. I was just going to die on this. Great. Well, they ain't going to win the championship next year. <laughs> I was going to die on that because I just I didn't get it. And to this day, I don't get it. I don't know what people see in the team. In terms of how that collection of talent works together well they got the way i look at that team you got trey is the the ball handler and distributor and a guy that can stretch the defense reluctant distributor i think he no i do think he likes to pass i just think he likes to have the ball the whole time (laughs) he likes to pass he wants it back (laughs) well it's like it's like uh it's like uh give them the old reggie theist where you make a bad pass to them so they have to give it back (laughs) (laughs) you pass at his feet (laughs) So, so, oh man, so I can't get, shoot. Oh, I got to pass it back. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, but I think he's like Luca, right? Where I think Luca is, he he passes more than like wanting to shoot. I think he just wants the ball all the time to make every single decision. I think that's Trey Young. Like it's not okay. necessarily that he wants to shoot all the time. He just wants to make every single decision all the time. And it's not going to be, hey, DeJounte, you bring it up and I'm going to play a decoy and come off this, you know, double pin down, but you're really going to go. He's not doing that, right? So there's this, there's that. And then you look at, you got Trey at the point, you got DeJounte as a a bigger defensive-minded shooting guard, so you could take some some of the stress off of Trey. That makes sense. Your three, you know, you got DeAndre Hunter. I think the fact that he can't stay healthy is a big issue. Yeah. John Collins at the four, Clint Capel at the four and at the five. That seems like it should make sense. Bogey coming off the bench. And you got all these, you know, young guys, the Jalen Johnsons. And they had, I think one of their biggest issues is they didn't take a, a group of those guys that they had, whether it's like DeAndre, Jalen Johnson, mm. Cam Reddish when he was there. Package those guys for for a big superstar. I think they felt like they did that with Dejounte Murray. I don't think he's that guy. He's not that. And they tried to package him as oh now we getting our own big three. Dejounte's not. He's a, he's a really good ball player. He's not that. 
Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk more NBA basketball. We'll keep you updated on what's going on with the Sacramento Kings and this version of the Portland Trailblazers uh, that's coming in tonight. Uh, James Ham is here. He's in the building. He'll join us at some point. Matt George is going to join us uh, next hour. The road to the playoffs uh, begins tonight at the Golden One Center here with D'Lo and KC on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D'Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. He's day freed up, so he can't even check this out. We appreciate you. Whenever you tune in, we appreciate you for being with us. That's a good look. Hey, can I get some air horns real quick? I got you. Uh, maybe. Happy eighth birthday to Ellie, also known as the daughter of our guy, Manny. Hey! hey. Good it's stuff, so, man. Yes, indeed, man. man the she, the she, big eight. She a day one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I met her at the, one of the Kings games. Cute little girl. That's good stuff, Very man. polite. Well behaved, too. Uh, happy birthday indeed. Uh, if you'd like to get your birthday shout-outs in, give us a call, 916-909-1320. That's somebody else's birthday here on your, too. You take your request all day long here on D-Lo and KC. <laughs> oh, shout-out to my man Elias, too. It's his birthday. Shout this out one's to going DJ out e. to Elias. DJE. Yeah, big ups. Um, uh, For those just tuning in, for those who haven't happy got caught up. Happy birthday to uh, Elias and Ellie from Kenny Carway. Kenny <laughs> girl worked for you for two years called you worked for you for two years called you kenny carraway like what what <laughs> mia 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 in the morning called kenny Carraway. the funny thing is kenny i've been Car- on there before and she said caraway i know she has and i was just like what is she like why did she do that cold world no blanket like man what I mean, talking's hard. You can get caught <laughs> Trust up. Me like, it is. I couldn't even say Arac- uh, but I, What's his name? Arakano? Archie Diacono, I think. Diacono, I couldn't even say it. Uh, oh, yeah, it's Archie. So that wasn't him. That was Ryan somebody. No, that's his last <laughs> His last name was Archie Diakonov. Oh, that's his oh, entire last oh, okay, name. Okay. I was so confused for a second yeah, right I was, now. No, I got you. I it's like, like, how many Archie Diakonovs are out there? <laughs> Right, right, right. Oh, it's right. It's right. That's tremendous. R.C. Diacono. That is tremendous. <laughs> no, it was Ryan. It was Ryan, not Archie. Oh, that's amazing. See? This is I, why I understand no, me. I get it. No, I remember that being a conversation during the um, tournament. Like Archie Diacono sounding oh. like that's his full name. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's not, and get used to it, Kings fans. We're probably going to see a lot of him tonight. Ar- Ar- he just needs to make Archie his middle name and be done with it. <laughs> He's getting 45 minutes tonight. Hey, hey watch out. I like his game. I like well, you're going to get to watch it tonight. Yeah. Uh, Dame Lillard out. Jeremy Grant out. Uh, Anthony Simons, no timetable for him to return. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers are in the air if you haven't been following all day. I, I know that doesn't seem like news. It very much is. It's been a saga getting the Portland Trailblazers uh, to Sacramento due to some weather issues, uh, apparently some very severe uh, weather issues uh, in Portland and at PDX there. So uh, the Trailblazers are on their way. The game is going on as scheduled at this moment. Well, it's going on as scheduled. It's just going to look a little bit differently uh, than we thought it would look when this show started. Uh, Jeremy Grant and Dame Lillard were ruled out uh, a little less than an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you add Anthony Sim- you add them to the list with Anthony Simons, Yusuf Nurkic. It's going to be a very different Portland Trailblazers team, and 
This is just one of those games, and, and, I, and I hate these games more than anything, but it's just one of those games where, like, look, fellas, you just can't. No, you gotta you gotta bring not, home a W. Not at this point. And yeah, after this would be this would be a brutal loss. Can't do it. Cannot do it. Um, James is gonna pull up on us soon. So he so might. We'll He's out there like writing. He's got his earbuds oh, in. Yeah. And, uh, he, like, he, leave he, me alone, guy. He, he, per, he was like, I was on yesterday. I'm gonna be on tomorrow. Leave my me alone. office hours are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> like, leave me alone. <laughs> um, but two things outside of the Kings. Okay. That I wanted to talk. You did about. have something on LeBron. Yeah, it was just the tidbit. So I was watching okay. that interview with LeBron with Coach. The K. Coach, okay. And it was it was cool. Like it was it was cool. Okay. Um, but he did mention something that I had to take a step back, and I was like, "Damn, LeBron really did do that. That's that's crazy." And they talked about how the game changed through mm-hmm. his career, and you kind of forget LeBron came into the league in that seventy-five to seventy-four era. Where the game was like oh. slowed down. Mm-hmm. He was talking about he's like, man, there's two bigs out there on the court. You walk it up the court, you know, you get it in there, and you got to be able to maneuver that way. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, then Mike D'Antoni comes along, and it's seven seconds or less, and he kind of changes the game, getting it up the court fast paced, and you know, filling the lanes and things of that nature. Now you got to adjust to that. Not only do you have to adjust to defending that, but you have to start mm-hmm. playing that way. And then he said, "This little dude come out here from from uh, date uh, Davidson from Davidson, named Steph Curry, yeah. and now everything's spread out. It's positionless basketball and shooting threes. And now that not only to defend that, you have to be able to score that way too. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there like, dang, this dude LeBron really did like transform two different occasions, but to three different styles of basketball." In his career. Or transformed through. Yeah, transformed he, through. Yeah, yeah. He came in one way yeah. and changed two different times. Yeah. Um, and I was like, damn, I never thought about it that way. But the game has changed during his 20 years in this league a couple of different times. Uh, Steph is one of the biggest game changers I think we've ever seen. Mm, like agree. he, he, <laughs> Mark Jackson said he literally changed the game. Yeah. Mark said he's made it worse. <laughs> I can't I, believe people didn't understand what he was saying. I can, it's, it's, I can. I can. People took that and like ran with it. and He was right. He was 100% right. Steph Curry is the reason the All-Star game looked the way that it looked the other day. <laughs> That's 100% That's why. Um, the other- Steph Curry is the reason people like practice. Now, practices used to end with a half-court shot all of the time. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, I think, is the reason people practice half-court shots. Like, not like half-court heaves, but like, no, I'm going to pull up from half-court. I have this in my arsenal. Like, in the offense. Yeah, got to have this in my arsenal. That's Steph Curry. Yeah, change the game. A lot lot of people trying to be Steph Curry without shooting that form shot in the the Mm -hmm. middle of the key. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just go back out there, man. I'll never forget Steph Curry. He talked about how his dad, while he was at Davidson, I think it was like in between his – Freshman and sophomore year. Might have been sophomore and junior year. But let's just say freshman and sophomore year. Where his dad was like, – and he was killing as a freshman. I remember watching him as a freshman. Um, LeBron was at that game, matter of fact. It was Davidson versus North Carolina. And mm. uh, they, he looked like a you know just a little boy. And everybody was like, yo, this guy can, can play. 
And he put on a show. He did good. I think they lost the game, but he, he was killing. But I say all that to say he was on that level, and he always talks about how that summer his dad said, that's not good enough, man. It's not going to get it done in the league. Mm-hmm. And he said his dad didn't let him step outside the key for two months, mm-hmm. just working on changing his form, shooting his form. This guy's probably a all-conference player in the SOCON or Big South or whatever that, you know, freshman, you know, he's shooting the lights out. And his dad was like, nah, you for about a month and a half till we have this right, you can't leave the key. Come on, man. People ain't thinking about that when they think about, I'm trying to get my three like Steph. Like, a lot of these people, I do it with Reese a lot of times. Shoot from the logo. Yeah, I, that's how I'm going to get my shot right. Mm-hmm. No, you need to stay right there in that key. Because your ass ain't strong enough to shoot from, yeah. the, from the logo yet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I saw that in, in, the, in the interview, and I, I thought that was pretty interesting. It is. LeBron uh, has gone through that. Definitely. Uh, 916-909-1320. Skip Ramsey in here. Ramsey, what's going on, baby? Pitchers and catchers, not what's too, going on? Oof. Not not too much. Uh, no, not going there. <laughs> speaking, of, but speaking of Steph Curry, I actually got to meet somebody a couple nights ago that came into the NBA probably in an era and was Steph Curry and then some before Steph Curry. Mm, I actually got a chance to meet. My, yep, I actually got a chance to meet Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf mm. a couple nights ago. He was in stock. He was in Stockton talking about about Stan and his struggle and everything. Wow. I just had. I mean, I got a chance to meet him and. What was he doing in Stockton? He was uh, speaking for uh, UOP's Black History Month. Oh, very. Yeah, and what were up. you doing in Stockton? One of, I know people. He'd be everywhere. I know. Ramsey, where do you live? <laughs> like, do you have a home? Like, where live, does, where does your mail get sent to? I think you live out this way. You live by Top Golf? No. No, no. When no. I talk, I, I, oh, for, no. Uh, first of all, I don't like the judge, judgy way that you said no. Well, the, the reason why I ask is when I was talking to Ramsey, when I met him one time at the, at the, the Pro Am, he was talking about he'd be hooping at a gym out here by Top Golf. I got to, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm up to that. I mean, I, that 24 around the corner from y'all, that 24 around the corner from where y'all work at is, is, is where a lot of people hoop at. Come on, man. You live in South Sac. I'm not coming out to Roseville to hoop. <laughs> Don't matter. If, hey, I, I go to where the competition is. Where, where are you at right now, Rams? We never get a chance to ask. Where are you at? I just went past your high school. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey, you the best. You the best, man. We appreciate you. Thank you so Shout much. Shout out CK, yeah, man. Lamb hey, work, man. We out here. I did. Um, I did get a chance to watch Stand. I, I started it. I, I, I did. didn't watch it. It's uh, tremendous. Yeah. It's I mean, very, very good. The start is jarring. When you think of, we talk about the Deep South. Yeah. You know, with Olivia, yeah. and he's like, yo, this is, so I walk outside my house, and this is yeah. what I see. Damn. Yeah, it's uh, it's really, really good. And it was, I, I knew, no, I'm not, I, I remember Chris Jackson mm-hmm. v- very, very vividly. I remember the name change very, very. I remember like that whole. That's where I really started to like learn the NBA was that kind of like era around there. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot how good he was. That dude, that kid was score so good. At an unbelievable. I remember his run level. with the Kings, feeling like why? How did the like like why isn't he good anymore? Like how mm-hmm. did this get so bad? Mm-hmm. And. 
Yeah, a whole different connotation now. Walking, watching that, seeing that all play out as I an know, adult. Did they did they burn his house down? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never remember that. I'd, you mm-hmm. know, I'd see that in the, the beginning. I was like, they burned his house down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boys. Hey man, mm. that was after they ran a car into it. Come on, man. A truck. Excuse me. They hey, ran a truck man. into it. Sometimes, sometimes it'd be looking funny out here, man. When you look back on some of the things that went on, and the same people be trying to talk to you about what you should or shouldn't do and all this other stuff. And this is what y'all was doing for this to this guy when he was yeah. just trying to live. Yeah, he wanted to go live in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it, it it's 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 a shade under two hours. It's a single it's a single two hour thing. It's not multiple mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. It's it's yeah. it's it's very good. I think I can't remember Showtime. Showtime. I think it was yeah, on. It was on it's very very good. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta finish that. Um, that reminds me, um, Reese is doing a book report or not a book report, but just a uh, you know essay for mm-hmm. Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Guess who has made Black History and is in that realm now? And can, who he's Kenny Caraway? No. Car- Kenny Carraway? <laughs> yeah, me no, Colin Kaepernick. Okay. He's doing this story on Colin Kaepernick. Nobody advised yet. And it was somebody he had to pick. Like they, they have numbers or mm-hmm. names in there. Mm-hmm. Pick one. He picked Colin Kaepernick. And Cap is, he's there now. Mm-hmm. He is he is part of history, <clears throat> part of your black history. And, you know, he, he made a movement. I'll still never forget the, the morning I saw that that happened, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, this is gonna be huge." That's funny. I didn't. I, I was. I. I. I didn't until the show started. This was mm. lowdown days, and mm-hmm. this was early lowdown days. And I've never been happier uh, to have Ken Rudolph mm. with me that day because we we talked like the. You know, Ken got in, and Ken used to get in really late because he had Good Day Sacramento. Mm-hmm. He'd have post show meetings and all this different stuff, and he'd get in really, really late. And he came in. He's like, "We're going to talk about this, right?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." He's like, "We're going to do this, aren't we?" Mm. I was like, "Okay." I was like, "We we have the context because I think by that point he had spoken." Mm-hmm. Um, he spoke on that Sunday, I think. Game was on Friday night. Okay. Saturday morning is when it started to blow up. He was talking to, like, Tim Kawakami was asking, like, a mm-hmm. ton of the questions. Again, it, it was it was all answered mm-hmm. in that 18-minute scrum. Every single thing was all answered that day. And I didn't realize how big the story was until we were two hours into the three-hour show and hadn't changed topics. Mm. And then the call started coming, and I realized, okay, this is not what I thought it was. No. And man, that was tough. I was, that I was couldn't imagine. I can't imagine having tough. a show in that moment. That was. <laughs> it you wasn't talk about a tightrope. It wasn't <laughs> just having a show. It was having that show yeah. there. Mm. And good for them, you know. I think that that station's in a different place, but that was a hard place to work. And mm. when when dealing with that issue, mm-hmm. uh, because you know who worked after me, 
and that's what that audience was. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. yeah, it was it was tough. I had no idea how big that story was yeah, going to be. I remember absolutely none because it was a preseason game, so it was Friday night, and I don't know why it didn't come out on Friday, but it was Jennifer Lee Chan. She had the picture, and mm-hmm. I and I you hear her talk about it today. She's like, I just took a picture. Like I didn't think it's a grainy ass like samsung one picture yeah and she she tweeted it out and she she'll tell you to this day she's like gotta get her on the show one time i demoned her a couple times but um she's like i took the picture i saw colin was sitting and i didn't even really make a connection like it was just like here's a people do this all the time before the national anthem was a thing and sitting and kneeling was a thing people would always like take a grand shot of you know, the both sidelines. She's like, I just took the picture and I tweeted it out and she just tweeted out, said, hey, getting ready for the game or Colin was sitting down or whatever. Didn't think nothing of it. And I remember I thought I was at some kind of seminar that morning and I was still living in LA and I said, oh, this is, this is going to be huge. Mm. And when I left there, I turned on the radio because I was listening to national radio. That is all, this is like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. That's all they talked about all day long it was just as big in that moment as i thought it would be and obviously it continued for yeah i remember it growing week after week because you know of course he he talked to my my favorite part was so are you upset that he sat or upset that you just found out that he sat because he's like i've been doing this for Mm -hmm. Weeks, yeah. like I haven't stood. It was like the, this was the third week of like the season. He did it the first two. Yeah, weeks. Yeah, I haven't been up like at all. Yeah. Um, and then just the the clear lines that were drawn mm-hmm. with that was uh, man, that's probably the craziest sports story. Mm. I I mean, it that's a defining sports story. Like if my book is written today. That that like that's that's the story that probably shaped my sports radio career. Mm. Mm. Colin changed my thinking on a lot of things too. Um, yeah, like he changed my thinking on a ton of stuff. I started looking at everything differently. Mm. Uh, I had so I have so much respect for Colin Kaepernick. Likewise, man. Um, Likewise. I'm glad that that Reese is doing that because you know it, it, we, we told people. In, in in the moment and people didn't want to believe it like you're going to look at him differently mm-hmm. you're going to he <clears throat> he's going to be whitewashed mm. and he's going to be labeled as a hero at some point just like Muhammad Ali was because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. y- y'all don't know what Muhammad Ali was talked like uh, uh, talked about like mm-hmm. just refer to Colin Kaepernick four years ago it's exactly the same yep. Dr. King the holiday that everybody takes off same thing yeah. All that stuff is whitewashed. Colin Kaepernick's going to be the same way. Um but yeah, he is he is he's the defining story I think of yeah. of this current generation in my opinion. Yeah. And now he's they they they're doing essays on him in uh in love our it. elementary schools. I love that. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh they're going to be doing essays on Brittany Griner as well. Yes, um, they are. And for a different reason, Diana Taurasi, both of them uh, are coming back. I was, I'm thrilled Brittany's back. I didn't know Diana was coming back. Uh, so I'm going to say it again. 
We're going to have to get to a Mercury game at some point this year. We I'll are. even go to Vegas if you want. But I've got to see. Hey, we're going to have a residency in Vegas. <laughs> True story. I booked a trip for the summer to Las oh, Vegas. Oh, so okay. Into Las Vegas. Ooh. Into August. Boys going to Las Vegas for a couple days. That's the Queen Bee. I said, you want to go see? She said, no, I have no interest. Really? Yeah. You want to go with us? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you know what we popped on the because I had a really random tweet on Sunday. I was like, "This Beyonce Coachella performance is the best performance." Did, ever. That's wild. I watched Homecoming I this weekend. Homecoming. Did you really? Yeah. I watched Homecoming this weekend. It was I mean, obviously, it's I've incredible. It. It's, I can't believe what she did. It's 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 that is the best. Performance it's the greatest live seen. performance in history. <laughs> it's it's was, incredible. That was I I felt that way watching it live, and now. Four years later, watching that, mm-hmm. the thing was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That's wild that we both just randomly <laughs> put that on this weekend. Yeah. And she watched that and was like, no, I'm good? Yeah, she's wow. she's not. She's, she, she's, Jazz is a weirdo. As you know, Jazz, she's not overly impressed with anything she's in not, life. No. <laughs> and she's And her thing is always, because we've seen Beyonce, she's like, I've seen her before. We'll need to go see her again. I am. Um, I, I noticed a weird trend. The second they added a second Las Vegas show, which was the one that I got tickets to. What day of the week? Friday? It's a Sunday. Oh, Saturday. So I'm gonna need that Monday off player. <laughs> <laughs> but um you talked about oh, you could get in the building for such and such, such and such. There's yeah. a lot of regular tickets available for that show. It's actually the only added show that just didn't sell out almost immediately. Like she's mm. I think they added a third show in LA. Wow. And they're all they're all essentially sold out. I mean, now we're talking 120,000 people over oh, the course it's, of three it's, days. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the, the L.A. stuff is nuts because she's only in Houston twice. But wow. they added a third day probably partly because of the holiday. Yeah. Um, but to get in the building, like the, I think it was the third to last row <laughs> in um, Allegiant Stadium uh. was 245. <laughs> It was the third to last row, two forty-five. I could, you know what? I I can I can do that. Like I, I th- for me now. I don't know that it, now. To to, to be to, to be fair, because this this probably does influence it. I looked straight, like mm. the center. If you're on the sides, it might it might have been a little bit cheaper. Yeah, probably one hundred. And, and and with situations like that, I'd love to be on the floors. Like I'd love to, but you know, there's there's only so much I'm going to spend. Sometimes I just want to be. In the building, because when you're in a building, everybody's been to a concert. When you're in the building, you got people around you dancing. It's all it's a big old party, mm-hmm. you know. what I'm saying sometimes it's more than what's actually happening on stage and the whole ambiance around you. So mm. eh, if I had an extra hundred dollars, free, had some Southwest points, and I'd get to go there just be in Allegiant Stadium to see Beyonce. Made a trip out of it. <laughs> it's a full on. It's a full on. You might as well go see Usher that weekend too. Hell, tr- go see Bruno. Bro, I tried. <laughs> I looked. He it, like it's in August. There's nothing booked yet. Mm. There's nothing there. Like I looked for. I looked for Usher. I looked for Adele. I looked for Rick <laughs> Ross. I looked for anything, and all I found was a was 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 a Prince impersonator and a Michael Jackson impersonator. I was like, <laughs> I well, say, what's her name? Uh, was something in pen? What's her name? The, uh, oh, uh, Penn and Teller. <laughs> they're gonna be a Penn and Teller. They ain't gonna be, no, I'm. I'll go see the Michael Jackson Jackson uh, Cirque du Soleil thing, and then I'm just gonna wait. 
I'm just going to wait because I'm going to leave Friday after the show, <laughs> and then I'm going to wait to see if Usher come back or whoever get Tony Braxton comes back. I'm going to go see her. Like I'm, 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 I'm going to make Vegas a, Usher, a thing that Usher. week. Um, we'll come back. We will. Who he root for? Mm. Oh, and I also wanted to ask you. Who you want to step up these last 25 games? Who do you think okay. it's most important? I'm not talking about Fox. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about Sabonis. Who's the king's key? Kenny's keys uh, to a king's victory. Uh, but we're going to center it in on a player. So Kenny's we'll do keys that. keys to a playoff berth. James Ham, Matt George, all coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. You always mess up the best conversations. Like, hey, we got to come back and do the radio show, guys. Come on, man. Stop talking about Beyonce and Janet. (laughs) That's my favorite part now. I was cutting you guys off. It it is. It is. You you could, like, Jesse almost has a glee. He almost has, like, this excitement level in his voice. I'll wait for Kenny to, like, to start a point. Once he finishes, okay, like, listen to this. Like, we're back. Bang! The, the, wor- Bang! <laughs> the world may never know. Uh, we are back. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, please. Hit the subscribe buttons uh, as well. Yes, it's it's good um, uh, for our vanity, but it, it, it's also important to helping uh, the show grow and get pushed out there to people. And I don't think D'Lo and Casey would have grown the way that it has if it wasn't for this tremendous audience on on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, which very clearly has our company's attention. So, again, thank you guys for that. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, before we get into the Kings and the Blazers tonight, who he root for? Here are some games um, in tonight's slate of return of NBA actions. This is easy. Pelicans at Raptors. Yeah. Go Dinosaurs. Go, go Dinosaurs. You know, Drake, where you at? Six, 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 six. Spurs at Mavericks. I know who we're rooting for, but let's be honest. <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's Keldon Johnson, do work, boy. Okay. Do work, uh, Keldon. Uh, Trey Jones, do work. Interesting one here. Thunder at Jazz. The Jazz. Okay. for the Jazz. Because you know the Jazz ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Thunder kind of wondering. Yeah. And this is the one I'm most interested in. Who he root for. Mm-hmm. The Warriors at Lakers. Because I know I do not think we're going to agree on this at all. I think um, I think, I think think it'd be Lakers for me. You're rooting for the Lakers? Yeah. Oh. Let's get the Warriors back. Well, right let's down. run it then. Yeah, the Lakers. Okay. Lake Show. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm with it. Saying, the Lakers, I'm with it. The Lakers are out of the playoffs right now. They're yep. out of the play-in. Yep. So you keep them, you know. You get them wherever they're at. Yep. And you knock the Warriors back even further. It's a road game for the Warriors, too, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, I believe it's Warriors at Lakers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. You might want to go to Vegas for that one. Bet QL. Bet MGM tonight. Get your money in. It's a loss. It's a loss. <laughs> yeah. The, Warriors yeah, losing. I loved, I loved reading Darvin Ham's line. About you know, and you know the focus for the re- remainder of the season is winning. All right, coach, what the hell was it before? <laughs> I like that guy, I, I, Darvin Ham. Like I, I like him, first year coach. <laughs> right, the, the focus for the remaining twenty five games is winning. Cool. What was it the first sixty then? <laughs> well, what have y'all been doing? Getting to know each other. 
Come on, coach. It's coach speak. I, it's it's such coach speak. Um, but the Lakers, you know, they've <laughs> they've got some making up to do, and they're all saying the same thing. So at least they're all on the same page because Anthony Davis essentially said the same thing. LeBron James was talking about how important every game is uh, moving forward, and you know, the, I, I I'm with you. Let's root for the Lakers tonight. Bring the Warriors down because I think the Warriors are more dangerous than you are, and I'm not particularly uh, concerned about the Lakers uh, at this moment. And that's one of the teams out of all of these teams. That's Kings don't play the Lakers again. No, so there's there's nothing to be done there. Yeah. Uh, so if the Lakers can can take out the Golden State Warriors along the way, man, I'm with it. Warriors tonight going up against the Lakers without Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala. Andrew Wiggins, and obviously Gary Payton II. Mm. I will say this, though. I'm going to be rooting heavily for the Lakers to fail. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For different reasons than normal. Why? Because you, you, your boy Pat Bev? <laughs> Not my boy. That's Are your you, guy. Is that who you want vengeance for? All year long, the Dave McMinimans and 47 different writers at The Athletic all said the reason the Lakers are in this position is because Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Okay. I'd argue the team got younger and better. Let's see what y'all could do now. Mm. Y'all better win games because y'all, y'all, y'all trash. Ain't a teammate in history ever trashed Russell Westbrook. Mm. I don't even think a coach has trashed Russell Westbrook. No. All but media loves to do it. Okay. So I, I assume, uh, and we'll talk to Trista about this tomorrow, I assume the Clippers are cooked and the Lakers are on their way to championship number banner 18. Uh, this is a, an old phrase, but you got to say, you have to keep the same energy. I'm, I'm, I'm if the Lakers can't turn this around and if the Clippers are successful. And I'm also rooting for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers experiment to get off to a tremendous start beginning next week. Yeah, yeah. When, matter of fact, begin, when they play the Suns. <laughs> that would be a great time <laughs> for everything to fall into place uh, for the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Um, as we uh, transition back to the Kings, uh, Kings, Blazers, uh, tonight, no Jeremy Grant, no Damian Lillard. That is official, official, for those who are just tuning in. Uh, no Dame Lillard, no Jeremy Grant, uh, no Anthony Simons. There might be more guys ruled out by the time the plane lands. The plane is in the air on the way to Sacramento. i got to imagine it's, I believe Chris Haynes said 143, so it's probably relatively close uh, to landing, which means they're going to land. They're going to head straight to the arena. Uh, and, and everything that they've got to do for tonight's game, is that they're probably leaving their luggage on the plane and just going to the arena getting taped up, changing clothes, and coming back. Getting in there. Um, But we've talked about defense. We've talked about offense. We've talked about that that, that magical – we talk (laughs) – Will Z's got the magic number chart. The magic number is 114. You get to that number, uh, the Sacramento Kings are in a great position to win. But as we break it down – individually now as we get to to players i want to take demontis Sabonis, and De'Aaron fox out of this equation they're all stars 
they've played like All-Stars the entire year. I expect them to play like All-Stars the remainder of the year. Who needs to step up for Sacramento in this final 25? Who Who's... Who's the most important player outside of those two for this next 25-game stretch? In my opinion, when you brought that question, it immediately went to one guy. And okay. I'll be honest. hasn't changed. I don't know who it is. It's Harrison Barnes. Okay. That would have been my guess. <laughs> but I wasn't it's sure. Harrison Barnes. Okay. If he steps up yep. and he plays at the highest level that he can play, I think this team is unbelievably dangerous, and they will finishing that top six. There's no doubt in my mind that if he plays so, at, a, at a high level, they're getting into that top six. So, okay, you might have just answered my my follow-up. You said play at a high level. Is that, uh, he, you know, he had a stretch, was it in Jan- January? Mm-hmm. Where he was he was just ridiculous. You talking about playing at that level or are you talking about playing at, like, a consistently good level? Um... Whereas, like, you know, January, like, he was comfortably was averaging, like, 20-something, like, yeah. like, a game. Is it that, or is it, you know, don't give me the, the 20 one night and then mm-hmm. the 10 the next night. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't give me that. Um, but are we talking about the consistent 16 and 7, 16, 7 and 4, or something along those yeah, lines? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll You'll take, take that. consistent yeah, over. Yeah, if, he, if he gives that. For the final 25 games of the season, I think they're good to make the playoffs. If he gives the other, the January or whatever it was, a 20-point per game, yeah. uh, Harrison Barnes. 50-win um, team. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> seriously, a 50-win team, something like that. Like They're a big-time problem. But if he performs at a high level, um, I think I think that's, that's the biggest key. And that's going to help them get over the hump. I don't want to – go as far as saying they can't get over the hump without that Harrison Barnes. I think they still might be able to, but we can't get the February Harrison Barnes, right? He's averaging 12.6, mm. 3.6 rebounds. I think um, James, who's in here now, has talked about other people who talked about it. His rebounding's fallen off a cliff as of late. Like he's He's got it. You talked about it earlier, getting on the board, the team yeah. getting on the board. Yeah. I think – Harrison has something to do with that. Boy, so if they can't do it tonight, oh, they, might, they might not ever be able to <laughs> right. do it. Right. Would you compare that to, and I guess the rebounding isn't, it's actually worse technically, but in January he was 19.1, 3.5 rebounds a night mm-hmm. uh, compared to the 3.6 in February. What are you doing in December? That's, a Five fun, that, that's fine. If, a you, night. If, you're scoring, if you're scoring 20 points a game, you can rebound the ball right. three times. Right. How, and this may be what you're talking about or the, the other scenario you asked. In December, he was 14.1, five rebounds a night. Hmm. He gives you 14 and five. I probably want that more at 15 or 16 and five. Mm-hmm. But if he, can get, if he can give you 16 and five, I'll take it right now. Deal. Deal. We don't even need to open the other Deal ones. or no deal is back. Oh, we got to get the theme music for this. <laughs> deal or no deal uh, is back. 